Hey ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here. It is Monday, it is September 16th, is it? Is it 16th? Yeah, Monday, September 16th. And uh, let's talk about a few things Tesla, shall we? First of all, in electric, yeah, that's right, in electric, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. They're reporting that Elon Musk wants to fix uh, Tesla's logistics issues by taking a page out of Amazon's book. Elon Musk held a call with the Tesla employees this week which was last week your time, in which he emphasized that Tesla needs to move more cars out of factory faster in order to fix the automaker's logistics problems. And he made, apparently, several comparisons to Amazon. There's one thing that Amazon does well, and that is get stuff to you quickly. In fact, it's quite extraordinary what Jeff Bezos has done in the last two decades, starting off as sort of a fledgling book company, So basically being able to do everything. It comes with upsides and downsides, right? We all love Amazon because it is just so easy to get the stuff that you need and the stuff that you want. We all hate Amazon because it crushes mom and pop shops and even not so mom and pop shops. And we don't like that. And we love Amazon because you you get lots of other things as well, like Amazon Prime and you can watch videos and that's great. We hate Amazon because it's got a very, very mixed sort of message when it comes to the environment. You know, sending us stuff in plastic bubble wrap is not the best way to do things, Amazon. Could you find a more recycled way of doing your packaging? But we do appreciate the fact that you're putting up lots of solar panels and stuff as well. So to be like Amazon is a good thing, but Tesla does need to get better at getting cars out the door. See, the problem right now is that they build you the car, they get the sort of $2,000 deposit or whatever, but they don't get the full amount of cash, obviously, until they hand the car over. And there are times when that can take a long time. It takes a long time to get it from Fremont to wherever you are or to get you to get pick it up from you know, the service center. So they want to try and make this better, faster, more delectable. Now, I can imagine in a time when you've really got full self-autonomy that the car can just drive to you, sign the paperwork, and uh, boom, Tesla gets its cash. Of course, once that's actually true, they might not be selling Teslas anymore because they're going to keep them for themselves on their rideshare network. But they are... Definitely trying to fix this problem. They need to fix this problem because it turns out having a bunch of 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, $100,000 plus vehicles lying around is not money in the bank. It is money, but you want to convert that into money in the bank fast. And now for a public service announcement. We're coming towards the end of the year, right? First, we're coming to the end of the quarter, and then we'll be coming to the end of the year. And if you can, always wait to the end of the quarter or wait to the end of the year to buy your Tesla. Like a lot of people, you want to make your quarterly or year-end numbers look good. So Tesla now has a bit of a reputation for giving stuff away. So instead of getting 1,000 free supercharged miles, now with a reference uh, or a referral, you're going to get 2,000 miles. And 2,000 miles is more than 1,000 miles. And that'll probably last till the end of the month. And then my experience from Tesla from the last few years is if you can buy your car as late into the year as possible, like in December, they'll often do lots and lots of goodies for you. They might even give you free supercharging for a few years, like two or three years, if you buy it towards the end of the year. So if you're thinking about, I'd really like a Model 3, I don't really need one right now, should I wait? There's two reasons to wait as long as possible towards the end of the year. One is this incentive thing. They'll often give you lots of incentives and give you some upgrades and more supercharging, and that's cool. 
And two, because they change the car constantly, they don't sort of change it on a calendar basis. If you wait a long time, you might get some extra sort of new juice. And I think the new things that we're waiting for in Model 3 would be perhaps to be a new set of batteries, although that might take a while, but you know, there's definitely something there on the horizon with Maxwell. And if you're with S and X, you might have the option of buying their super fast plaid mode version. And you might also see some other sort of interior tweaks soon-ish. How soon-ish? And just as an interesting aside, to me, not to you, but to me, I was up in Monterey County and at Monterey and dropping the son off at school. And then we sort of drove through this circuitous path just for fun to get back to the, the big freeway. And I drove past Laguna Seca Speedway. Yeah, I drove past and I'm like, hey, I've been talking about that on the Elon Daily. And uh, the Tesla just did, uh, you know, a fast lap around there. And it's all very cool. And the wife's like, whatever. See, some people just don't understand. That was pretty cool. And here's a little interesting one from the UK. There's a car magazine that's been around a long time there called What Cars? And they do a reliability survey, much like Consumer Reports does. And Tesla ranked number fourth of all UK cars, cars that are in the UK. And that's pretty good. Pretty good. Really high reliability score. And number one for EVs, apparently. Now, I, right now, still do not think of Teslas as reliable cars in that general sense. I think they still today have a lot of build issues and little niggly bits that aren't working quite correctly and they have to go back fairly frequently and that's why the service centers are often impacted. So I don't think of this, but that's pretty good news. They surveyed over 18,000 vehicles, over 31 brands and 218 models and came out number four and they ran it over the last 12 months. So maybe the cars they're sending to the UK are uh, in good shape or maybe just the N, the number of Teslas in that, wasn't a gigantic amount. But they did find they worked well. I was actually uh, talking to the wife about it, saying, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we've had the X front motor explode and it's still in the service center and that's been more than 10 days, 12 days or something like that. That's a little weird and a problem. I got the Model 3 Stink, which I thought I fixed, but I haven't fixed. So Tesla's going to come out to my house on Thursday and clean it up and, you know, do some stuff there. And then I got the S, which is going to be handed in very soon. And the S has a problem with autopilot. And this S has been a bit of a lemon when it comes to autopilot because it had wavy lines for months and months and months and didn't work properly. And now it's basically just stopped working. And I took it in once and they said, oh, we just rebooted it and it's something to do with sentry mode and our firmware upgrade will fix it. And then since then, it worked for a while. Now it doesn't work again. And so I was complaining like, see, these are the niggly things I don't like. It's not, these aren't that reliable yet. And I you know, put up with them because I need a long range electric vehicle. I'm not driving a gas car. No, not going to happen. And she goes, well, I guess if you look at it, they're just niggly things and that's not sort of reliability the way a lot of people think about it, which is, does the car start in the morning? Can the car get me home? Yes, things break in cars all the time. But if that's what they're talking about, then um, we really have never had a Tesla break down and we've had Teslas for four years. So that's good. I guess I'm talking about sort of build quality and that final fit and finish and stuff, which on our prior cars, which were mostly Toyotas and Hondas, we really didn't have those issues, although, you know, sometimes they did break. It seems to me that Tesla still has a few niggly bits. I don't know what your experience is, but still has a few niggly bits. And finally, in praise of Model 3, because we didn't have the X, we took the Model 3 on the long-range trip up the coast and dropped the sun off and back home. And i got to tell you, the, one of the things I love most about that, it's actually my favorite of the Teslas. I love the wet dries. I love the way that you sit a little bit further forward and you get a great view. I love the fact that it charges so fast 
and that it's so efficient. So when you go to a supercharger, it's like 650 miles of range per hour. It's fantastic. And when you're at home and it's half full and you fill it up, you haven't used that much solar energy because it's got a much smaller battery. It goes much further on each kilowatt hour you put in there, certainly compared to the X. So I love that car and I can't wait for the lease on the S to go bye-bye because it's going to get replaced with a 3. And we've talked about it. Is this going to be a problem for Tesla in the years ahead? Because the S is good. It's a great car. It's one of the best cars ever created. But they made another car that, for a lot of us, is just about the right size and better. It's called Model 3. And it's better in lots of ways. So you get this interesting situation where Tesla has built a car that is better in a lot of ways than their expensive high-end car. And those of us that sort of stretched to get the S may no longer feel the need to stretch because the Model 3 is better in so many ways. It's faster charging. It's uh, more fun to drive, in my opinion. It's easier to park. It's much more efficient. Love that car and it's half the price. Thank you. Herbert out. Talk to you tomorrow.